Hey guys, I'm here with Brandon Libowitz from. Go ahead, Brandon. SEO Optimizers. SEO Optimizers. And Brandon, I found you online. Um, I see you do a lot of SEO and Facebook advertisement events. And I wanted to know about your business, your company, uh, because a lot of people ask me questions about SEO that I can't seem to always answer. And so I thought it was an idea to reach out to an industry leader in this position to really get those questions answered from them. So from the base level, can you explain what your company does and what is your role in doing that? Yeah, my company, SEO Optimizers, focuses on helping people get more traffic to their website. Mm -hmm. using digital marketing, mainly focused on SEO, search engine optimization, which is mm -hmm. a way to get free traffic from Google, but also help out with paid ads, do some social media, because over the years I've realized just getting traffic to your website is only half a battle. If I'm just doing SEO and getting traffic, yeah. half that traffic's going to lead and not convert, so I really just focus really more on conversions, trying to get sales, yeah. leads, and that's where you got to have those multiple touch points and like remarketing ads and all these other things just to keep yourself top of mind but really just focus on driving awareness yeah that that's that's very important um it's interesting that you you said that the seo and the sem have to go hand in hand um and a lot of times we don't have the a lot of times we, we don't have the the bandwidth I would say to be able to go in and do both because they're so expensive. So when a client first comes to you and asks you about SEO and say they want to market their business and get more exposure online, um, what do you tell them when it comes to SEO and SEM? What do you tell them and how to get started? Well, it depends. Every business is different. So it's looking at each website and trying to figure out what's working, what's not working for them, and just trying to figure out how to best get them in a position to where they could be competitive. So with SEO, it takes, unfortunately, it's not immediate. It takes about six months to take effect. So a lot of people yeah. run paid ads in the meantime while we're waiting for the SEO to kick in. But yeah, so that's where it's just trying to figure out like, all right, let's run some paid ads while we're waiting for this SEO and then the SEO kicks in on the ads and push more into the SEO and just focus on some other strategies to keep that traffic coming in. Absolutely. And I, I want you to touch on that, um, the six months. It takes six months because I think clients don't realize how much goes into SEO and why it takes so long for Google, Bing, or any of the other service, servers to recognize those links and what you're doing to SEO. And so what is really going on and why does it take six months or longer and why is that the most effective way to get proper SEO? Yeah, it's just because Google does not trust any website. So <laughs> I could build a website and I could put keywords, or I could build a website saying like brandonsdentist.com and come visit me in downtown Los Angeles and Google's like, all right, we see you put all these keywords all over the website, but how do we know you are who you say you are? Because so what they want to see is like backlinks. They want to see other websites talking about you. The more yeah. websites that talk about you, the more trust Google's going to give to you. And then they're going to rank you higher. So backlink is a clickable link from another website that points to yours. So if you're reading like an article 
in the LA Times, and then there it says Brandon Leibowitz, and you click on it, and it goes to my website, I'd be getting a backlink from the LA Times. So with the dentist or a doctor, Google wants to see other websites linking out to you. If they see like WebMD is linking to you, Wikipedia, Yelp, Yellow Pages, MapQuest, Google Maps, all these other websites are linking to you, then Google trusts you a little bit more. They still don't fully believe you are who you say you are. It takes time yep. for them to, to Google. A normal website would be con always be getting backlinks. They'd be consistently getting new backlinks. So Google wants to see that you're consistently getting new backlinks, and that's where the waiting period comes to play is. They just want to see that consistency. They don't want to see a giant spike of backlinks, and then it just stops. That looks a little weird to Google. So they want you to be constantly getting some sort of backlinks, some sort of recognition from other websites talking about you. MySpace was an open, kind of an open source site where you can have some HTML code and you can put links on um, images. And, and, and even now to this day, I think some of my MySpace stuff still loads up <laughs> at a very high ranking than other, some of my other stuff. But what was your introduction to SEO and why did you choose to you know, make that your path? I just fell into it, wasn't planning on yeah. it. After I got my degree in business marketing in yep. 2007, the first job I got out of school was helping out an e-commerce website or helping wow. out a business with their marketing. So they had me kind of doing it all. I was helping out like paid ads, I was doing yep. SEO, doing social media, doing email marketing, doing taking pictures of the products, kind of doing it all. And just realized back then that Everyone's probably gonna have a website, and as everything I mentioned works, but SEO was just waiting at free traffic. So I was like, all right, let me just really focus on this free traffic because why spend money on ads if you get there for free? I mean, ads work, but you stop spending money on ads, you just disappear. You stop disappear. doing SEO, you're not just gonna disappear. Over time, your competitors are gonna do more SEO than you've done, and you're dropped down, but you're not yeah. gonna disappear. So that's and it's interesting that over the years. It's interesting because you, for you to start in 2007, there's been a shift where now you more so have to run ads um, and, and they, they kind of the, the networks have kind of made it. So you have to run ads to even be on top. Um, how has the industry changed within e-commerce? Because 2007, there was no Shopify. I want to say there, there, there wasn't WooCommerce. Um, what, how did that change? How did e-commerce change from then and now from your perspective? Well, there's a lot of platforms <laughs> that make it easier. Like you said, Shopify, WordPress, WooCommerce, but back then we were using Illusion, which is still around <laughs> and still works. It's not that SEO friendly as some of these other platforms. It's a little bit more yeah. easy, but just like Presento or Joomla and all these other platforms that are Joomla, I remember that one. <laughs> I think I built my first website on Joomla. Yeah. Wow. Ah, that's, yeah, it's taking me back here. So, so within that, in, so you, you've stayed with it 15 years now. So you've evolved, uh, with SEO and you've evolved with the, the, the movement and change. How do you feel? And I know Google just made, uh, certain rules about, AI um, in SEO, and I know that's coming to effect. How do you how do you feel? What is your stance on that? And how do you feel a customer should be able to utilize your service over utilizing a cheaper AI option? What is it? What is the real difference that they're getting in that service? Well, 
Well, the AI, that would be like SEO tools that used to work yep. back when I first started doing that in 2007, 8, well, 9, 10. After that, Google updated their algorithm, the Penguin algorithm update, which is focused on backlinks, which it was easy to manipulate and build backlinks artificially with these tools that now Google, you build those backlinks, instead of ranking higher, they're going to drop you down. So those don't work anymore. But there's AI, which is like content writers, spinners, where they take an article and rewrite that article, and it becomes a unique article that Google can't really tell. Well, I don't know if they can tell. If people can't tell the difference, it just becomes a unique article. Most of the time, yeah. it doesn't make sense because they're synonyms to replace words, but they're getting better at it where it does actually read, and they can use it to generate websites. I don't know how Google can catch it, but Google is on top of it because Google doesn't want yeah. you to... It's like search results. So you don't want you to get up there by having some AI bots writing content. Spend money on paid ads. That's how they make all their money. So anytime there's a loophole or a way to game the system, Google's going to patch it and then penalize all those websites that are gaming the system. So the backlinks are the one that has been around forever. Yep. Gaming the system. That one is one we have to be very, very careful and don't use any tools or AI or bots or anything like that. Unless you don't care about your website, because Google's going to see it, or your competitor's going to see it. Contact Google, they're going to penalize you, drop you down rankings. Worst case scenario, you get kicked off Google permanently, which we don't want that to happen. So just read don't Google want Master. that to happen. No, no. Read the Google Webmaster guidelines, they'll tell you what they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, when it, when it comes to AI also, you know, I'm not a huge fan of AI SEO. Um, because it's not really a natural source of, 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 I feel SEO. And, and when I come to talk to clients, there are simple things that I say that you can do to add traffic and add links to your website. Um, as simple as, you know, creating a, a blog, um, from as simple as create uploading images, uploading maybe a YouTube video and things like that. Just constantly uploading and engaging in on your website. So when a client is coming to you and they've just done their SEO audit um, and you found, you know, these things that need to be done uh, within their website, take me through through the the process with the client to really understand what you guys are doing for them to make sure that you are maximizing your website, their website. A little different for every business, but it would just be going in, cleaning up the coding, doing all the technical stuff, then building those backlinks, getting other websites to talk about them. The more of those, the more trust Google's going to give to them. But it just depends if they're a local business and trying to get them on Google Maps, yeah. trying to rank them on like Yelp and stuff like that, their e-commerce, trying to work on Google Shopping and trying to get their product feed in there and optimize that so it's a little different for every business but for the most part content keywords on the website and the backlinks those two are always big big parts of seo where if you're not doing that google is not going to really give you the rankings or rank you for the wrong keywords which absolutely what, what would you say would be a big mistake coming into the industry looking to do seo in your own website building the backlinks you know, I used, to, I used to not name, I used to not put the title on all of my images. I used to just load the images as the images were. 
Um, and that was one of the big things that I did. And then like something as simple as naming the images and putting a description in there. I didn't realize how powerful that was um, to that image and to optimize that. Um, and like beyond the AI technology, um, some mistakes I, I see is just either going straight to ads and, uh, and let's talk about that a little bit and soliciting ads and just getting, you know, throwing money at an impression campaign. Because you talked about uh, that a little bit, being that these websites are here to make money. Google, Instagram and Facebook, um, TikTok now, YouTube, they're all looking for you to buy and purchase ads. So when you're doing when you're doing so, you know, what is the best way for a customer client to be able to set up a proper ad campaign and not really shoot themselves in the foot and not really get the audience they're targeting? What are some guy and I, I'm just asking because I see a lot of mistakes in that. Um, when people I, when people are just boosting posts or just pressing that button, boosting posts, what are some mistakes that you see and um and how do you guys correct that? Definitely don't boost that post. Never <laughs> boost that post. That's just don't boost that post. Oh my goodness! Say it again, Brandon. Don't boost the post. <laughs> never, never, never. I mean, you get a little bit more control, but two years ago they gave you a little bit more control. But before that, you boost a post, you really get no control. They're just yeah. showing that post, and that's for like Facebook and Instagram. They have that blue little button that says boost post yeah. to get that visibility. But with the ads, you just gotta figure out. Who your audience is and where are they? Are they on social media or are they going to be on Google? Are they going to be on Yelp or Amazon? Where are they? Most of the time, people are going to be searching on Google, finding you there, and then they might check you out on social to vouch that you're real, credible, trustworthy. But most of the time, people are going to be searching on Google. So I usually start off with Google. But again, every business is different. It's not one size fits all. But most people are like for myself, I'm an SEO company. No one's going to go on Instagram or Facebook looking for me. Some people might, but most people are not. Like a doctor, a plumber, electrician. Yeah, they're gonna Google. Much traction on social. But with that, with Google, there's a lot of different ads you can run on Google. You can run search ads. Mm -hmm. Which are the ads when you search on Google? There's yep. ads at the top. But then you can run all these other ads, like Google owns YouTube, which YouTube is a great platform because great platform. The second most popular. And YouTube ads, you get 30 seconds free ad space. So if somebody watches your video ad for 29 seconds and then skips it, you don't pay a penny. After 30 seconds, then you only pay like 10 cents a view or something. You're, you're giving away the much more secrets here. You're giving away the good secrets here. Yeah, I love YouTube ads and, and TikTok ads for that for that matter. Um, because YouTube ads are, I mean, you're going to get a reach. You're gonna you're gonna be able to build an audience, especially if you have something that you can visually show on there. And so that, that brings me to my next question is how when you're looking for your audience and trying if you're and this is assuming you're not going to an agency to, for them to do this for you. When you're looking for your audience and trying to define where is my audience placed, how what is the it's easy for us as marketers because it's like in my head, I already know where the certain audiences are and certain demographics. So how do you know where your true audience is? I know a lot of business owners get caught up in putting out content that they like in places that they see content and they review it. But that may not necessarily be where their clients review it and they see content. So how do you determine if you are, let's say I open an SEO company and I start doing Facebook ads and I'm like, why am I not getting business? How do I determine where my audience is? Uh, so you just gotta take a step back 
and put yourself in the user's point of view, which is tough mm. if you're a business owner, but you gotta just step back and think like if you're a plumber, where would you be going? Are you gonna be going on TikTok, Pinterest? Probably not those maybe or probably not. Probably not. Probably gonna be going on Google or Yelp or there might be some like industry directory, TripAdvisor possibly if you're in another country besides the United States, but try to really take a step back and also maybe just reach out to your competitors. Like if you're a doctor, you can reach out to a doctor in another state and you're not direct competitors and you'd be like, hey, can I pay you for your time? Can you just help me out with an yeah. SEO company? Never gonna get another SEO company to help me out because we're all direct competitors. Yeah. If you're a local business, you can reach out to another person in another state and just ask them like if they've been around for a while, they can tell you what's worked, what hasn't worked, become like a mentor because that's gonna really help out. Actually, I always recommend to people, get a mentor if you can, because that's going to help you just grow a lot quicker and learn from their mistakes and learn from what's worked. From Man, that is, that is so important. It's like, it was, you, 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 you just said something like, get a mentor. You've been doing this since 2007. I've been doing this since 2012. And one thing I've learned in, in, in this industry now is in, in the heights of the Grant Cardones and the Gary V's, it's created all these gurus in these spaces online that claim to be gurus because they're putting out content on social media, they're putting out information on social media as if they were gurus, as if they were the ones, that, you know, just, just building this. But that doesn't make you an expert. It just really builds authority. In online reputation management, that's one thing we try to make sure we are able to focus on is having that reputable content that is real and also having the real supporters be behind you. Getting a mentor, uh, you know, how would you, well, you explain how you actually would go about doing that um, by going to find someone, a non-direct competitor outside, but you have to get in that comfort zone. But explain the importance because for me, I'm always researching every day and learning in this field. And, and I feel like that's something we have to do as digital marketers. Uh, how, how important is that, having that mentorship and also you even having a mentor? How important is, is that is to, to building a brand? Well, I feel like it, it definitely helps out. It's not needed, but if you want to jump ahead and skip, from a lot, skip a lot of mistakes that you're probably going to learn or have to deal with, or just get advice. It's going to help out a lot more to just get you growing exponentially. Yeah. But you can do it without a mentor. It's just you know, a lot slower. And you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Because no matter what, it's all about learning and growing from your mistakes. It's inevitable. We're all, no one knows what's going to work or what's not going to work. And so you try it out. But a mentor can be like, hey, I've tried this out and saw that this worked or this hasn't worked. And let's try to implement this and incorporate this into your own strategy. And I teach a lot of classes. And I also teach at SCORE which is also the SBA Small Business Association, but SCORE offers free mentors. So mm -hmm. if you need a mentor, looking for a mentor, SCORE is a great place. I think it's SCORE.org. And you can find a mentor there without, I mean, a good way is like going to networking events, finding people on your own, but you can't do that. Or I mean, right now it's a little tough with the climate that's going on. So SCORE is a great place to find free resources and get a mentor to help you out. Yeah. I used to love going to conferences. I, I missed that. I, I tried to get into digital conferences. I was like, no, nah, it's not the same. I love going to conferences, listening to keynotes and listening to people speak um, and really be able to absorb real time 
information from people that have been in this in, in this tech field for so long. Um, Brandon, you've been been great. I found you online through your through Eventbrite um, to one of your one of your courses. So, can you let us know where can individuals find you online? Where can they find your courses? Um, where can they find you if they want to work with you and, and in your social media? Yeah. So for everyone that's watching or listening, I have a special page on my website, seooptimizers.com. That's S-E-O. O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com. I'll, I'll make sure to put a. Uh, I'll make sure to put it there. I'll, I'll make sure to put the link there for you so everybody can see you. Awesome. So yeah, that page has a special gift for everybody with all my contact information, my social, but I also put a bunch of my classes up there. So if they want, nice. and these are all free classes that I've been teaching for years. That so I just throw them all up and give them out for free. So. They want to learn more about SEO, social media, Facebook ads, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Google Analytics. Put a bunch of classes up there so they can check all that stuff out and just keep on learning. That's best for you. That's awesome. Awesome. Brandon, thank you so much. Do you have any questions for me? Exactly. Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I appreciate you for being on. Thank you, Brandon. Um, thank you for giving us your time and thank you for giving us insight. I'm sure our audience will be able to have some good insight. If you guys are looking for some SEO work, don't hesitate to look Brandon up. Uh, I'm sure he can get you an SEO audit and get you to the right place.